You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the League of Liberty. My name is Chris Spangle, and we are live at Porkfest. We are performing in front of a crowd of thousands. My name is Chris Spangle from the We Are Libertarians podcast. Right next to me is the lovely uh, uh, effervescent Roger Paxton. It's great to be here. From the Lava Flow. Uh, right down the line is uh, the beautiful, uh, long-haired Mark Clare from oh, thank you guys. the Lions of Liberty with the perfect mane. Thank you. And now that I'm seeing it in person, I... It's everything you wanted it to be? It's I'm glorious. Thank you. Uh, Johnny Adams from... It's the whole version of Roger's beard. Oh, yeah. Roger's we beard. Imagine this on that. <laughs> oh. Or vice versa. That would be incredible. You, yeah, fucked up looking beard. That voice is Johnny Adams from the... Previously known as the Johnny Rocket Launchpad, and now blast off with Johnny Rocket. That is a firm titty. Yep. All right. <laughs> affirmative. I'm Aff- affirmative. Uh, that is uh, Johnny. It's Johnny is uh, the sweetest human being I've ever met in my life. Like he grabbed my ass. I still can't get over that. He full on grabbed my ass last Would night. Would you like? And to he doesn't that. even remember. Did that. I don't remember. Would you like it to? It must have been some really good drinking last night. It was w- a really good ass grab. I'm going to be honest. I, know. I got man hands, dude. That's would, why. Uh, would you like to file a Me Too complaint? No, I enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Hashtag Me Too, Roger Paxton. <laughs> right. The last person I would think would file a Me Too complaint, but uh, Roger. Please like, molest me. Please. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ladies, made Johnny spit out his gin and tonic at 11:30 a.m. Now we are uh, looking over, overlooking. What mountains are these, Roger? These are the White Mountains. The White Mountains. The that White Mountains. I am so triggered right now. <laughs> How dare you assume the race of these mountains? I, I assume nothing. Okay, uh, and this is a beautiful, beautiful location. Uh, we are in the north part of New Hampshire, in Lancaster, New Hampshire, and uh, the Rogers Campground. Not yours, but. No, but the first time we came, my kids thought it was mine. They right. were so excited. <laughs> well, so I checked in at the hotel, the Lancaster Motor Inn, uh, and it's... That's a classy joint. It is. Uh, so they I got have, cocktails, beverages, so let me, servers, waitresses, Let me tell servers. you about my, my check-in experience, because it was kind of funny. So I had looked online, uh, just scoping it out to see what I would get. The hotel, someone asked if it's nice, and it's nice, but in like a 50s drive-in motel way. It's, right. it's not like a, you know, a Hyatt. It's, it's cute. And uh, so I had looked online at the at the place, and you see the lobby. And then when I walked in last night, I had the worst deja vu because I had had a dream that I was rescuing my grandmother from her nursing home uh, from zombies, and the nursing home looked like the lobby of the Lancaster Motor Inn. I told the check-in person at the hotel that, and uh, she didn't like that I called it a nursing home, but she goes, I understand. I, I go, I'm sorry. We get this all the time. Yeah. And, and, and so she goes, uh, so what are you here for? I said, uh, I'm going to Porkfest. And she goes, okay, I've lived here my entire life. I've heard of this, but I don't know what it is. What is it? And I said, it's a gathering of libertarians and anarchists. It's a political thing. Everybody gets together and has a good time. She goes, Oh, I thought that was a pot thing. <laughs> and I go that too. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> right. Among other things. But uh it, it it I have I don't know about uh Roger's been here a bunch, but Mark, Johnny, I've been having a great time since I've been here. Well, I'm so glad. And uh, uh Chris, you don't do anything. I I'm 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 not boring, like, but I am boring, yeah. 
like no alcohol, no weed, Johnny, no LSD. This is driving Johnny nuts. Johnny, like I am, like seriously, dude. We, we got to get you to drink. We have been trying all <laughs> night last night. We talk about this in further depth. Now it was floated last night that Chris is considering perhaps consuming some marijuana this weekend. Yeah, how are we, how are we feeling about that? No, no, no. Not, so, no. So I you have can do the one person marijuana challenge. You I, don't want to see Chris Bego drunk. No, <laughs> I would be uh, crying and angry and laughing all at once. It would be the most. It In would fact, be insane. you could do it now. No. <laughs> so here's the thing. I have a personal prohibition against alcohol. I don't care if you guys drink. Obviously, we're friends. Uh, you can do what you want. Uh, but I just don't for lineage of al- long line of alcoholics in my family. I have an addictive personality. I bought some uh, a family size peanut M M&M, and uh, thing at the gas station last night. I decided I had one. It tasted good, and then I put all of them in my mouth at once. And that's uh, that's how I approach life. And <laughs> I know that if I drank, I would have a problem. Now, when it comes to pot, I don't have that same aversion because. I think you can control it a little bit. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty much non-addictive. Yeah, <laughs> some people can control it. As an clearly, Howie cannot. Member, literally chokes on marijuana. <laughs> One of the Lions of Liberty cast members, we literally, will, just as we said that, started to leave his name unsaid. Uh, but uh, I floated the How's idea. The Howie thing ever of doing uh, doing oh, marijuana. <laughs> You've got to do the marijuana at Porkfest. You have to. Because I think that'd be a funny story. It would be an incredible story. Yeah. And if you do that, I don't care where I am, make sure that I'm notified. It could I am be not a funny this. story, Chris. It could be on it live be on the air. Story. Now, here's what I have decided. Atlas to the front office. Atlas <laughs> to the front office. <laughs> Atlas is my radio handle <laughs> while I'm here this week. Can so, I this Atlas? I have so many people who want to see me get drunk or high that I think that if I held a charity event and did a live show and got high during the live show, I could raise a lot of money for charity. You could. That is the best thing to do. And, and actually, yeah. I'm going to have a charity in the opposite direction. <laughs> like, can Johnny not drink or smoke? For a month. <laughs> we'll during a show. Day. And then the same day. So he's getting fucked up and, and drunk. And I'm going to be sober and watch how this is going to be a shit show. Just read me devotionals. Human action in the corner for 12 hours. So I'm not going to smoke weed this weekend, but because I want to, when I do it, do it. I'm sorry. I know. I'm a downer. But, uh, but. Speak. <laughs> Listen, one of us had to be sober to host this. You, you three, That's true. you three are a mess. I'm on, no, I'm on. I'm yeah, on duty. I, can't I might need you to host my show later. To yeah. be honest, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a rule. When you're on duty, you have to be sober. Johnny so, walked no, in well, like he was literally dead, and then he came in like a walker, going, uh, and he's been that way ever since. Right. Uh, now, Johnny, I saved Johnny's life yesterday. I don't. I know. Okay, I'm a, you I'm did. A, I'm you a did. hero, okay? You are a hero. I need and you. actually, you are, are actually a big hero because I was sitting around trying to find cigarettes somewhere, and I, I tapped out of resources. I, you, know, <laughs> I st- you get to that point where they're like, fuck you, dude, get away. <laughs> you know, the average person in the, in, up here at Porkfest. There's only so many hand jobs you can give out. No, there's, <laughs> there's only so many. I'm like, my hand was starting to hurt. I'm like, Mark, take over. He's like, sure. Every man in Porkfest was spent. I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and so they they uh, Mark actually posted on my wall, which is a weird. That was the best way to get a hold of you. Yeah, and uh, a public a public Facebook post. <laughs> and so I was like, I didn't know if it was a joke or not. And then before I got here, it was literally Mark posted, "No, really, you need to help Johnny. He's in a, he's a mess." And when I br- I brought a drunk Johnny Adams some cigarettes for the first time in a half a day. I've never been. I've, I was molested. I mean, he went full Cosby on me. I did. 
Yeah, he was. I, 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 I put some dope in your drink, and the next thing you know, you're passed out. And <laughs> right. I took well, advantage of you. Man. But to be clear, he has been molesting multiple men this week. Oh, so multiple. He's just Johnny is very touchy feely, and uh, and not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. And we love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he loves to give hugs. We all consent. I consent for the next three days. <laughs> hugs, not drugs. Hugs, not drugs, guys. Oh, no, this is pork fest. You can do both. <laughs> <laughs> hugs and drugs. As hugs as, and drugs. As long as you get consent. Uh, We're the free state. Oh Mark, ha, what, what's your impression of Roger in person? Because we know Johnny's touchy, but Roger is... Roger cracks me up because like we're we're talking last night about sports and Roger goes I don't like any sports. Well, I like boxing because it's violence with consent. And I I was like is there ever a moment where you don't talk about the non-aggression principle? Not very often, actually. I mean, I'm raising kids, so that's right. something I have to talk about. He a did lot. say, "You know why I love boxing? Because they consented to it." I'm like, yeah. "All right." Yeah. I mean, you know, if you, if you want to beat the shit out of each other, he's all sure. fired up and shit. He's so fired up. <laughs> I mean, if two people want to beat the shit out of each other, that's great as long as they're okay with it. I don't have a problem with it. You know, if there's blood on the floor, everything's great. Uh, I think, that, to your question, the interesting thing about meeting everybody in person is everyone actually is exactly how they are on the internet. All right. Literally. Yeah. We could have stayed home, guys. So I'm an asshole. Got yeah, you. We're, we're all <laughs> fucking flamingos out, and I have like a picture. There's a flamingo. If you walk from the Cabot Inn and you walk up to here, there's that flamingo on the side of the road. I actually took a picture of me fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> Of all course right. you did. We should right. clarify, mock fucking it. <laughs> yes, was no, it? I bet no. his dick was out. My girlfriend actually said, put your dick away. I'm taking the picture now. <laughs> let's let's give a round of applause for Johnny's girlfriend. Yes. yes. This, she is definitely the better half. Patreon only show. <laughs> so she's, she, uh, she's a saint. She's quite the saint. Uh, yeah, this I is... I mean, somebody, everybody has to be to put up with Johnny, right? So those... <laughs> You know what she said to me? Okay, oh, this shit. is hilarious. She said a lot of things to you this weekend. Oh, yeah, she did. She goes, take your fucking boots out of the house, right? Because my, my feet stink so bad. My boots are like literally outside. I have to go outside like an nice. outhouse to put my boots on. She's like, no, they're not going to be in this room. <laughs> yeah, so thanks Porkfest for that. Thank you. That's a condition or something, isn't it? Yeah. You need to see a doctor maybe. Uh, it's, it's, it's trench foot. You wouldn't know about that. <laughs> no, I, I you have... You kill that with alcohol, but Chris wouldn't know about that either. <laughs> no, I... Listen, I'm very fastidious. I, I got a hotel. I was like, oh, you can camp. Okay, but I don't want to pretend to be poor for a few days. I need to... I need to... I need a shower every day. I need to, you know... I need, so, it's just... it's Yeah. It takes a lot of work to look like this. It does. <laughs> You know how handsome I am uh, in real life? J- tell him, Johnny. Uh, yeah, you're really handsome. He's a, he's a beautiful human being. <laughs> Thank you. Inside, he's a beautiful human being. So what have, what have if been... If you guys expected Liberty Talk, we don't do that on this show. No. Because no. when we do, Roger and Chris fight. So we just we just bullshit for about an hour every, <laughs> no, every month. Chris, Chris and I are on an embargo. We are not fighting during Porkfest. Yeah. That's, uh, it's just not happening. No, no. Uh, it, temporary ceasefire. Yes. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I do want to do, so please feel free to come up and, and ask a question. I want to do an Ask Me Anything. I heard uh, Sovereign Tech do this last night, and I thought it was kind of fun. So if there is anything, like, a, and Ask Me Anything, it doesn't have to be political. It can be, you know, like last night on Sovereign Tech, they asked, if you could time travel, where would you time travel to? Just funny questions that uh, the, the four of us could answer. That'd be time. great. Um, and, and don't Guam has been in a permanent time, you know, fix forever. <laughs> and don't be afraid to get personal. Yes. yes. Uh, th- so 
What have been your impressions? What have been your impressions of Porkfest, Mark and Johnny? <sighs> oh, <laughs> I spent all of yesterday just walking around and drinking with Johnny. <laughs> and that's how you meet people at Porkfest. You walk around with Johnny, and they all know him from the day before when he high-fived them all drunk. <laughs> so everyone knows Johnny at Porkfest. So Johnny is just, a fucking rock star. That's really all I've done so far. And then Chris got here, and we hung out. I had a good time. We hung out at the fire, yeah. the, the volcanic fire. Yep. Flirted with, and, uh, flirted with the girl. I got four hours of sleep. Flirt- <laughs> we traded flirting with the girl, <laughs> right. Jess Mears. No. Yeah. I mean, not no. We, we did. Uh, now <laughs> we're not going to tell stories about people that aren't here. That's not fair. Roger, do that on your own show. Roger has Porkfest <laughs> this year been everything you thought it would be? Everything and more. This right. has been, um, you know, we worked on my wife and I worked on the team last year, but uh, you know, really being involved in all the nuts and bolts this year has been an amazing process. And you know, we love this shit. Yeah. We love this shit. I mean, the first one we came to, we just enjoyed so much. So we're like, okay, let's help make this happen. And uh, this is this is our. So the first time we came to Porkfest, when it was over, we get back home and uh, my kids look at me. My oldest says. That was better than Disney World. <laughs> and God damn it, I spent seven fucking thousand dollars on Disney World. I could have been bringing up to Pork Fest all this time. Are you serious right now? Yeah. Yeah. Because that ain't right, man. That ain't right. Tell me about it. No. A yeah. grateful little bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's the happiest place on earth. And right. yet, this is actually the happiest place on no, earth. You know, my kids get so much freedom at Pork Fest because we're around people that we trust. Right. We know that they aren't going to go off grounds. So they have freedom. I yeah. mean, real freedom here. I split a Rice Krispie treat with one of your kids last night. He seemed fine. <laughs> now that reminds me of a great story. So our first pork fest, we were getting aided on myself. <laughs> he literally, he was like three quarters through the way, and I'm like, "Are you going to finish that?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, bro." So, so two pork fests ago, my kids were all around the fire. I mean, there's you know a thousand people down there, and at the, on the last night of the fire, it's, you know everybody's having a great time. People are selling pot cookies and shit. My kid comes up to me with a baggie of cookies. Daddy, I bought some cookies, and then I knew that there had been folks selling pot cookies. I'm like, uh, how much did you pay for those cookies? A dollar? Okay. We're good. We're good. But just... <laughs> what, just is that, what is that the discounted rate for kids? <laughs> well, so anyway... Five dollars, so, it's got pot. If it's a dollar, it doesn't. Right. Okay. So just to be safe, we walked over to where they were selling the pot cookies, and there's the dude selling pot cookies with his little daughter sitting beside him selling regular cookies. Uh, nice. right, now that's entrepreneurship for you, right? Let's meet all the demands. That, I love it. That, that's that's the perfect like description, because like... At Porkfest, it's if you're a kid, if you're running around here, I've seen kids in like uh, Superman costumes and like they're just having fun. It's the bounds of their imagination. They can concoct fun in whatever way they see fit. Versus Disneyland, cock. which <laughs> Disneyland, which is enforced fun. You know, yeah. it's all centrally planned. It's yeah. fun, but it's not as fun. Right. That's. That's well, what and this, this is, is a safe about. environment for right. them to do those kind of things, right. and they know that. They right. and they get that that sense immediately because this is so different for kids than anything they've really ever experienced yeah. before. That freedom, that liberty, and um, and if they have cool parents, and they've got real freedom, so uh, this is great for kids. And that's the thing is, we try to put this on for everybody from you know six to you know drunk and passing out. <laughs> so drunk and feeling seventy five. Yeah. So, we, so we, you guys look at me. Why is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean. We've got something for everybody here, and that's what right. it's all about. Uh, now, well, Chris, you, I, I didn't tell you what I thought uh, about it. I'll tell you. Yeah, what yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's fucking cool. Yeah. You know why? Because I needed a vacation. Yeah. And this is the best vacation spot ever. It, it beats Disneyland too. It, it's I amazing. Would it's yeah. so beautiful. It's nice, but here's the thing. I think it's also the great people that are here. You know, like you got you get to meet some people that you would More never. Better. 
the bartender's fucking cool. He gives me free shots, and they're all free. <laughs> but now I that's mean, VIP access only. Just yeah, to be yeah, clear, yeah. Thank you. Do that next time if you did not. It, I recommend it. It is worth every. It penny. is worth every <laughs> flipping penny. I, I I almost didn't swear there. All right, fucking penny. But I want to say. <laughs> um, that this place is really great, and I really enjoy like just meeting other libertarians. Some of them smell bad, but that's cool. Right? Yeah. The the no. some of them do. Come on now, well, we all know that guy. We're not going to say who it this, is. This is a natural environment. It's I a mean, natural environment. And that's that's the thing about being in New Hampshire. There's more. There's more bush here than Kinnabunkport. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you come here, it's like watching a '70s porn. <laughs> Well, the great thing about being in New Hampshire is when I was in Arkansas, you know, there's only so many libertarians in these states. So if you're going to hang out with libertarians, you don't have much to choose from. So sometimes you have to hang out with people that you normally wouldn't hang out with if you right. want to talk libertarianism. Yeah. But here in New Hampshire, there's 5,000 of us. And we can pick and choose, and I can pick and choose who I want to hang out with and who I want to spend time with and who I want to call family. Yeah, you don't have and, to talk to every libertarian you see here. It's great. Right, right. So <laughs> no, I, I, find me another state that has that. And I will be candid. I mean, uh, I, uh, having worked at the libertarian party i i didn't have a very good uh run with anarcho-capitalists over the last 10 years that i've been a libertarian online and so i've never wanted to come to pork fest because i'm just like i don't think i'd get along with anybody there because it the way that people work interact with each other online i think is not how people are in real life and Except one for us. yeah and i think it's it's one thing you that's exactly one thing you got to realize is that regardless of your ideology i'm not picking on anarchists or libertarians it's conservatives it's Demo like lord knows the conservatives right now are being heartless dicks on facebook watch where you're going with this chris but i'm saying like you have to you you have to act online the same way that you act in real life and that usually is with empathy and friendliness and coming to a place like this it doesn't matter what your ideology is you just see a person and you interact with that person and like that is a great part of this is that you're interacting with people that you might not like you might not choose to interact with online and so i think that's a, a great feature of this well, one funny thing that happened last night which happens a lot in real life is when you're just like out talking to people and you hear someone say something like end the fed in the real world you hear someone you perk up like a puppy right. i did that here and i was like oh wait i don't need to do that everyone <laughs> around me is going to be saying stuff like right. that right uh the like, things like taxation is theft like, Who said that yeah oh everyone said that fuck you Roger. <laughs> the other thing uh is this place is it has a magical quality mark and i saw gravity defied yesterday what'd you guys do so there was this guy on a skateboard that didn't look oh, like yeah. it had an electric motor. Was. It must have been 200 pounds in the skateboard. He was going uphill with a kid on his back. And, and, and gravity was defied. I don't know what drugs he mixed to make that happen. But <laughs> what <laughs> drugs did he give me that right. I saw that? But I saw gravity defied at Porkfest. And I, went, I looked at Mark and I go, Porkfest is even better than Roger said it was. We're defying the laws of physics. You just can't put it into words. You no, really can't put no. Porkfest into words. No, it's, a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, go, go ahead. You guys talk now. Johnny fucking Adams. Hey, how you doing? Okay, so <laughs> I just want to say I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. And that was from Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tell us the change in your show. What's going on? With Nothing. That? There's no damn change except for the no, name. No, no, no. It seems totally different. What what it, happened? It does? No, I'm just kidding you. No, he's I'm like, I never you. heard. It, we haven't even released the fucking <laughs> show. There's Odor Matt. Oh, I shit. Rolling roll in. Uh, That's JB. Nice. Rock and roll guys, don't leave without saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, front, row front row seats right next to Howie. Howie's up here in front. Rock and roll. John Odermatt is tall. 
Yeah. Have you not That's ever right. seen pictures of this tall dude? No, I, mean, I never. Do you play heard. basketball, John? John does he, play basketball. He's yeah. the center. <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't there supposed to be a game with Eric July until somebody, you know, pussied out? <laughs> he's wearing his wow. he's wearing his kicks. He's yeah. ready. Tyler yeah, he's, over he's, here. He's, he's one of our uh, twenty five dollars supporters on Patreon. Has offered to be the third man on the team. So this could still happen. Nice. We're willing to accept the replacement. All right. I would love to see that. So, so we also challenge. I will not play basketball ever. There's also going to be a hill run with Eric July. I think tomorrow at three. I just did one hill walk. What is and I'm it? still breathing heavy, so right. I don't think I'm going to burn his Is Eric July athletic? Or? He is very athletic. He was yeah, a he track like star track, at my drink. wife's He's gonna um, be good. college. One at a time. Say yes. that again. Say he, was, he was a track star at my wife's college, University of Memphis. Um, but the hill one run, you got this huge hill yeah. in front of the pavilion, and they've got a, they're going to be a hill run tomorrow, I think 3 o'clock. So don't, don't miss that. I'll go up the first time. <laughs> You'll die the first time. I, you walk up. You, uh, shut up, Mark. You've walked up. <laughs> The gentle hills, and you're breathing harder than me and Johnny. That's, you're that's why I'm not doing the 10 hill run. You're supposed tomorrow. to be the fit one. And like yeah, he, he looks fit, but actually, I ran two miles about two months ago. <laughs> no, no, I did. Yeah. 17 minutes, two miles. Look not at you. Bad for a white guy. <laughs> I feel pretty well, good. Well, that's kind of why I thought you guys were singling Eric July out. I was like, what is. My question is, what were you running from? <laughs> right. <laughs> the cops. The cops. Yeah. <laughs> Now uh, I just got to pause and say there's literature up here promoting actual piracy, and this this is why Porkfest <laughs> is awesome. A coloring <laughs> book. There's a mark. There's a comic book, and I think it's a real thing. So it is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. it's Ernie I, Hancock. They're actual pirates, and I, I love it. Yeah, Ernie love Hancock Porkfest. does that stuff. Arr. Let's get some audience participation. Let's let's, let's do that. Uh, everybody, I know you're all shy because you're all introverted libertarians. You guys uh, all leaving? Uh, Joe, we're going to all the lines of liberty are leaving the room. By the way, except for Mark. I got a lot of support here. This is great. Come on, come on up. Oh, Nick! Here, set set the template. Ask a question. Tell us what you want to say. Feel free to get real in person. What's your name? My name is Nick. Roger, would you shake Bill Weld's hand? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, so <clears throat> Nick and I are great friends. Nick was uh, one of the first friends we met. Uh, we Nick made was the first we person to recognize me at Porkfest yesterday. Ah, I heard nice. someone yelling my name. I'm like, <laughs> nice. someone just re- recognized so, me? Uh, because Nick knows me so well, he knows that I would probably turn my back on Bill Weld. <laughs> unless Bill Weld offered me his hand first, and then out of courtesy, I would shake his hand and then tell him what a douchebag he is. Now, Roger, <laughs> remember when we were just saying that I came to Porkfest to meet people that I don't necessarily always agree with? Yes. And now that's a good thing. Is Bill Weld here? Why are you not giving the same respect to Bill Weld? No, I, look, I, Mr. Weld, if you wouldn't mind coming up from the back. You guys can't see it. <laughs> He's actually here. Where's the booze? Where's the booze? Look, I respect people. The freezer, Bill. I don't respect people just based on being people. I respect people who deserve respect. And I think that anybody who's going to, to come into a party and try to you know, be the standard bearer for the party when he had barely read the, I mean, he just read the platform two weeks before. He had no clue what he was doing. He's clearly not a libertarian. That well, he was me, the original, though. Oh, so. kiss OG. what you're talking about. I mean, that to me, that doesn't, that's not somebody that I want to respect. I'm sorry, because I think that that is a, a terrible thing to do. Oh, and there's my lovely wife Yay. bringing us all water. So, so let me just tell you. Oh, thank you so much. Let me just tell you all. Porkfest would not have happened alive, this year without this lovely woman. So, so this woman did ninety percent of all the organization for this. So, thank you, baby. I love you. <laughs> she rocked it this year, guys. She rocked it. 
know what, Roger? I, you I have the beat most. It. She is a. You have <laughs> a, a very beautiful wife. By thank the way. you, thank yes. you, dude. She that. is just a doll. Do, do you want to say, Jessica? Do you want to say something on the air? I yeah, mean, Jessica, come ask us a question. Come sit in the chair of doom. Oh, come on, the chair of the chair of doom, because we are the League of Liberty. Come sit in the chair of doom, right next to me. Oh yeah. shit! Where is everybody? That's okay. That's all right. Well, just a couple minutes uh, now. Jessica, do <laughs> do you have a therapist? No. All right. Do I'm, you have to say taxation is theft? I'm starting. Guys get to bed every night. I'm starting. Oh, do you guys actually? She can get me hot. No I'm kidding. <laughs> do you guys in New Hampshire actually have a therapist? Is pra- <laughs> like is that an available <laughs> skill or is, there like- is praxeology your safe word? Taxation is theft. <laughs> now, what's it like living with Roger Paxton? Um, Wait, remember day, you have to go to bed. What day of the week are we talking about? <laughs> like, what time? Wednesday I mean, at noon. Like, what is it like living with Roger Paxton? Like on you know June third at two forty two p.m. Because that may be different than it. No, it's awesome. Of course it is. He's amazing. She's got to go to bed with me he, tonight, so she knows how to answer <laughs> these questions. He, yeah, he pays the bills, right? <laughs> I used to pay the bills anyway. He did. How, how many times a day does Roger say voluntary? It depends on the day, Chris. Uh, if it's a day he's recording, probably 473. <laughs> or if it's if a day not, day. it's about 432. Right, right. So. Depends on the day. If I, have to, if I have to teach my kids something, then I use it quite a bit. Yeah. When you got married, did you make the preacher say, do you consent? <laughs> when we got married. Yes, this is interesting. Um, <laughs> I still considered myself a Democrat, and yep. he still considered himself a Republican. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I was, I was on the verge. <clears throat> I was also a, uh, you know, just not far off of being a Pentecostal preacher, and so a lot changed in those few years that we, we were. We have, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of been good that we've gone on this journey together. Otherwise, we... could have gone um, sideways real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our kids are probably happy about that. So. Well, you know, we had to meet somewhere, so we kind of tried to meet in the middle. But, well, we know. did. We sort of pointed out the inconsistencies yeah. in each other's um, arguments, and then one day we were like... We're both idiots. We're both, yeah, exactly. We're both idiots. We Pretty are much. Both idiots. Yeah. Um, so it just sort of happened that we hopped on the train together and, yeah. and sort of figured it out. And it's been um, an amazing journey. Yeah, really. And now we have Pork Fest. So. I know. It's <laughs> so much fun. And you guys are like the president and, and, the, and the first lady of Pork Fest, honestly. Give it up for Roger Paxton. Uh, 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 Well, Jess, thank you for joining us. To the Michelle Obama of Porkfest, everyone give a round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Her cookbook will be available. Do your wave. Uh, wave. It's more effective when I'm on the golf cart and I drive by and do the wave. (laughs) And you're surrounded by Secret Service. Who do I got to get a hand job to to get a golf cart for about an hour? You aren't getting a golf cart. You have to be a coordinator who puts in about 500 hours of volunteer work. to. uh, Chris, are you uh, just a... Good exercise, man. I, I self-identify as someone who organized pork fest. Give me a cart or you're a hate. You're literally Hitler. No. <laughs> oh, damn it. See, I'll listen to her. She loves you. All right, everybody. Jess, Jess Paxton. Woo! All right, somebody else... Somebody else from the crowd, come sit in the chair of doom. What's right, uh, not sleeping with one of us now. Another good friend of mine from the uh, Free Coast part of New Hampshire, Brent Tweed. Yep, all right. Other than uh, Roger, are any of you considering moving to New Hampshire? I'll be the first to answer a definitive no. <laughs> I'll be honest. I love it here for three days or four days. I went fly fishing for a few days before I came here. That was boring as fuck. But I love my dad, so I did it for him. Um, honestly, I love where I live. And, I, and I, I really feel that being happy should be the priority in life. And if you're 
if you're forcing yourself to live somewhere you really don't want to for political reasons, then you're actually maybe fighting your own freedom in a bit by trying to put yourself into a box that you don't really feel comfortable in. I love being here. I love hanging out with you guys. I know that in the winter months, I would be miserable as all hell. Yeah. Something I've learned about it myself is um, 70 and sunny is what makes me happy. So that's where I live where it's 70 and sunny. I literally get miserable during dark, cold, dreary months. I don't want to feel miserable. Yeah. So, and absolutely. I mean, New Hampshire is not for everybody. And that's, that's absolutely the There's case. a snowmobile museum half a mile from here. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not living where there's a snowmobile museum. <laughs> it's really not that bad. I mean, yeah. look, I moved here from Arkansas. I never saw, I mean, you know, barely any snow in my entire life. Right. The first one was or education. pretty education. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. The first year was pretty rough because it was brand new. I didn't know how to deal with it and everything. But by the second year, I mean, you know, I'm an old hat. And really... In the summer, we hibernated. I mean, in the in the south, we hibernated in the summer. Uh, here, we hibernate in the winter. It's no different. Yeah, I uh, go ahead, Johnny. You go next. Well, I was just saying that, like, it's kind of like Vegas. You don't want to live here. You just want to visit. And I and I I respect Vegas. Trust me, because that is my fucking town. Just for like three or four days. I was so bored. Right, and that's about it. Right? Can you guys agree with me? Three days in Vegas with Johnny sounds like the weekend uh. of my life. It's going to be like the fucking movie, The Hangover. And that is with me. If you guys want to go to Vegas with me, I will start a fucking campaign to do it. Uh, but what I'm saying is I, I love it, but I also think that there's a lot of other people in, uh, in other states that need to hear the message of liberty. And I, I think that if I leave that state, then I'll be doing an injustice because there's a lot of good people over in my state, which I think I can make a difference and we could change the culture and so, yeah, I think New Hampshire is a great. And if you want to be part of the Free State Project, I support that 100%. But I also want, want to say that we have a lot of battles that we got to fight everywhere else. So I think we still need to keep some hardcore libertarians, people who are principled, in other states so we can win, this, we can win the war, not the battle. Rock and roll. Thank so, you. So I've been having an internal battle with myself because I do like Indianapolis, where I live. Uh, it's 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 a great That's city. Sad. It's well, it's. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have been. It is it, it is a good city. It is. It's it's. Listen, it's bland and let's say homogenous. Uh, very much so. There's you know you go to you visit towns wow, this like just became an alt right leadership panel. Right. This happened. Uh, How we say homogenous in the movement. Right. Johnny just spit out his water. I was not here. Johnny just spit his water out. Uh, so I, I love my I love my hometown Twice. and all my friends and family are there and that's really why I I wouldn't move but uh, and my nieces are two and four and that's like the cute age and you know when like ten years when they're twelve and fourteen then we'll l take a look at moving uh, but so I do have these internal battles where I'd like to live somewhere else and so every time I take one of these trips I always am like could I live here and I Come found spend a week with each League of Liberty member right. and then you can choose a city I, I as I'm sitting on the courthouse steps or the statehouse steps uh, eating a cheeseburger in Con Concord uh, yesterday not Concord uh, Concord you ate it on the courthouse steps uh, I it was a stone's throw it's a, I mean he is a statist I mean, it's, it's, it was an exaggeration let's not get the facts uh, let's not get the facts get in the way of a good story and so I, I'm in this this town that is beautiful and perfect and I'm like I could totally live here and this is a beautiful state and everybody's been super nice and I love Boston I've thought about Boston too Boston is awesome uh, yeah I mean, it like, really is there's a lot of great stuff in so Boston. when my sister and the nieces lived there I visited Boston a bunch but then I'm also like the reason I, in February of every year I sit there and go I want to live where there's sun because I'm like Mark I get I get super depressed in the winter and it's because of the vitamin D and uh, Johnny, you gonna do the layup here? 
I need D. So, so by the way, uh, Chris, Chris, yeah. you don't look like you go tanning very much. I know, <laughs> I, mean, I know. But they do have vitamin D pills. You yeah, know. no, 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 I take it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, good, okay, good. I, I do, but we're it, so mature. We can't say the letter D without half of us giggling I know. to each other and poking each other under the table. And Chris, so Chris loves the vitamin D. Yes, and so. <laughs> Would I move to New Hampshire? 100% yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, am I going to? It is unlikely because I'd rather live somewhere where there's sun, like maybe a Tucson or an Austin, Texas or San Augustine, Florida. Am I going to Very move? Specific. Probably not. San Augustine. Specifically St. Augustine, Florida. If you've ever been, you know why. It's, it, dude, it's the oldest city in America. My parents had a condo there growing up. And so... I, at five years old, was giving on these VHS tapes that my parents have, tours of St. Augustine, because it's the oldest continuous city in America, and it's just history for days. So, like, if you love history, you would love St. Augustine. Like, go spend a week there. You still won't see everything. It's kind of like Boston. When you walk around Boston, it's like, oh, there's a plaque that says this is where the telephone was invented. Oh, this is where Ben Franklin took a dump in 1860-whatever. <laughs> like... You know, St. Augustine's that same way where it is, you know, here's the here's the oldest schoolhouse, here's a fort, you know. I want to know how Ben Franklin took a dub in 1861. I don't, ben, I don't think that was going to happen. <laughs> He's, he wasn't alive then. Right. <laughs> don't anyway. you... D- ben Franklin ate a cheeseburger on these courthouse sets. <laughs> ben Franklin was a magnificent human being who lived a long life. He, uh, myself snort. he was best friends with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, so, so yes, that that is the answer to your question. So, are any of you going to support Bill Weld in 2020? <laughs> As he walks that, off, fuck that guy in the controversial question. <laughs> I, I want to know, Roger. I will support. I want Bill Weld to run because I want to watch the theatrics Dude, unfold. I get so much c- content I from that want, shit. Yes. I want him to run because I want him back for months. It will give us so much oh, podcast Jesus. material. I, I want to see him and Adam Kokesh going at it. I want him to run purely for drum, dramatic purposes. Okay. Uh, Johnny wants to Johnny take a break. He needs some. a cigarette. There's no breaks, folks. No, Johnny. I mean, no. Who am I? <laughs> what do you do when we record an hour-long podcast? He just smokes. He in smokes his house, in his house, right? Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can take it. Let me answer the Bill Weld question. Well, you can just the, you can just you can just go smoke. I think, was, Bill Weld. I think he might have been facetious. Just uh, I don't know. I'll give a serious question. Okay, a good, serious um, answer. Probably not. And he, he, when I saw him speak... Johnny's going to smoke in the bathroom. This <laughs> <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> Honestly, Johnny, just go, and roll. just go stand outside that window and we'll take a mic over there. <laughs> Weld, Weld doesn't... Weld has made progress in the last two years. He spoke at the Indiana convention, but he, doesn't, he still doesn't understand the basics of the philosophy in a lot of ways. And he gave a boring-ass... Uh, speech about policy and then he gave the old tripe of I'll bring billionaires, I'll bring money, I'll bring this. I'll That's bring, what he said it's, last it's, time. It's, it's what right. we've heard every single time with every one of these guys and so exactly. like to my pragmatist friends that you know I, I cater to more than obviously Roger does. Like, <laughs> more than. Obviously. I just uh, <laughs> like he's uninspiring more than zero percent Roger does. In every way and I and probably the only podcaster in the movement that would give him a chance. And I, I was like, hey, can I get an interview? He looked at me and said, nah, I don't think I want to do that right now. It's like, all right, dude. I'm and then get- he goes and gets interviewed by Adam Kokesh 10 minutes later. I- like, you don't know anybody, do you? <laughs> like, you have no idea who's who. I'm the one this that guy will, will probably give be you... Safe. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm the one that will give you airtime, and you don't. You still don't get it. Like he's he's just. I give him airtime. And he's going to use. Tons. I think he's going to use real I'm run. To hang himself on. So we need a petition to get Bill Weld on Lions of Liberty. Yeah, let's do it. So, That's but he did give me. His I like pers- how you took it right away from Chris. You're like, <laughs> he's like, I give him airtime. No, I don't listen to We Are Libertarians anymore. So I can't. Roger hear it. wants to hear it. So, <laughs> it's, how dare you, sir? <laughs> I do that fucking with you. You know. And that. I'm going to have Rogers, my co-host, that episode too. I also want to know how one fucks one in the neck. <laughs> Through the mouth. Well, well let's say. <laughs> <laughs> let's say one is. Average. Johnny liked it. He's halfway <laughs> outside smoking. Love that joke. Got a thumbs up. Let's say one is average. How how would I then? How would I then do it? I mean, how would one do it? How would one do what? How would do one we really fuck, need a would visual? Like, are you cutting someone in the neck here, and then fucking you. that hole? Actually, or? Okay. Right. You go through uh, the and then all the way down. It's in the neck now. Okay. I didn't this think... Why you gotta took, the it's not rocket science, Chris. <laughs> Some of us didn't get the sex education. We just showed Chris yeah. how low Arkansas. Live, all right? Yeah, that's true. This just happened. The, the, Johnny just made a weird signal Johnny's making the break signal. All right. Let's Let's take a break. Uh, we're going to talk to the crowd off air. We're going to uh, smack them around verbally, not physically, Roger. Unless there's consent involved. All right. And uh, see if we uh, can't get more a conversation from the audience. So for that, this is uh, the League of Liberty with Chris Bengel, Roger Paxton, Mark Clare, and Johnny Adams. <laughs> All right. We are back. Yeah. The funny thing is, Johnny requested a break to smoke, and the second he requested the break, he finished smoking and <laughs> walked back into the table. <laughs> one, another one, dude. But I've had like a, smokers just don't smoke one. In that, right. tw- in that ten minute break, he had like four cigarettes. <laughs> Am I gonna have to go get you more c- cigarettes? Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. I can do that. That is why you're here, sir. You're the DD. You you give me a twenty. Right. I'll bring I'll bring you back uh, two packs. That's why See, it's a, that's why it's always great to hang out with a square. Yeah. Yeah. I can drive. I can go. Chris get... Spangle's favorite band is Huey Lewis because it's hip to be square. No, no, no. It's Coldplay. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, it's like I was about to move seats. God damn it. That's like this. You can say taxation isn't theft, but don't say you love Coldplay right, around Roger. Right. That's when he'll get really pissed off. No, that's like if you're that's the uh, the beta band. If you're beta, then you like Coldplay, right? Okay. That's the joke. I, if you say so. All right. I enjoy Coldplay though, but I'm not. I promise, I'm not beta guy. Stop it. Service here. Whoa, did you, you get a hookup? Mm, because I'm cool. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm seriously. I'm pretty much uh, the James Bond of libertarian. He's fucking hey, rock and roll. Hey, Mark, can you tell your co-hosts to shut the fuck up? While we're recording? Yeah. While we're recording. Rude motherfuckers. I'm going to come up here Lions while you guys are recording and talk my ass off. <laughs> you guys are violating the come NAP right now as I speak. Uh, I know it's Howie. I just have to... I have to no, you weren't. <laughs> you You're think you were whispering. You everyone else's scream. Uh, yes. You can just uh, come up and sit and be on a mic, too, if you yeah. want. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, no, no, that's that all way. right. You guys should just... Let, let's just get some kidding. questions. Hard pass. Uh, so... I am Chris Spangle has rejected this idea. <laughs> I am Chris Spangle of We Are Libertarians. This is Roger Paxton of Lava Flow. That is Mark Clare of Lions of Liberty. Roar. And Johnny Adams of Blast Off with uh, Johnny Rocket. I, by the way, I'm Johnny Goddamn Rocket. Johnny, Johnny Rocket. Rocket. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, no, Mark, no, no, no. It's the Lions of Liberty Roger guys. Fucking Paxton. I was about to say, that's what the Lions of Liberty guys call me. Roger, I don't know where that came from, but I'll that's, take it. I call it, you. It, it sounds cool. Yeah. The the the, your name? the We Are Libertarians guys call you fucking Roger Paxton. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we just flipped the words. Well played. Well played. Uh, so uh, we have an audience, and there's no sense in talking about us because we can do that anytime. I want to talk to the audience. So who's got who's got questions? Who wants to come, come on up? Come on up. When you come up, just introduce yourself. Where you're from? They don't have to be questions about politics or policy. They can be, you know. Roger, what's your shoe size or something like that in case you want to see if you have small feet and hands? Cedus <laughs> uh, Bailey. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia, so I had a pretty long drive up. Um, I listen to Roger quite regularly, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know a lot about you guys. I'm just interested to know um, where did you get the fire of liberty? Nice. Good question. What's your origin story, Good Johnny question. Adams? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I, I was uh, in the People's Republic of Seattle. Right. And it's like red. It bleeds red everywhere, you know, and I was just I was interested in the ideas of liberty. And I, I found this guy called Ron Paul and uh, hell, Ron Paul. Right. Give it up. You, you mean the Ron Paul and these two the fucking status, magicians. the status that was in Congress, Roger. OK, you know what? <laughs> Dr. No. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a status. I'm That's just, fine. That's fine. I just think it's funny when people like Roger like, I love Ron Look, Paul. Ron okay. Paul got me started in Liberty, too. He right. was one of many that got me on that journey. Now, was he perfect? Of course not. No libertarian's perfect right. except for me. But you won't fuck him in the neck? <laughs> Sorry, I was just teasing Roger. Go no, ahead, go no, ahead. No, no, but like these two magicians who did a show called Bullshit inspired me. Yes. Penn and Teller. And they broke the, the fallacies of how things were run. And I'm like, what is this show? And it was libertarian as fuck. And I started watching that show religiously. I started reading about libertarianism. I said, how can I make a difference? And I said, I'm going to, I have a buddy. I was in audio for 10 years and I was in a band for 10 years. And I was a, I don't know if you guys like rock and roll. Say yes. Chris listens to Coldplay. It's not rock and roll. (laughs) But uh, I mean, I did rock and roll and I, I played rockabilly music for years. And you know what? I figured I could, I could take the, my knowledge of audio and bring it together with the libertarian message. And I'm, I'm hoping to change one person at a time. And you know what? The thing is, my passion is to change the common guy down the street because Joe Bob, the bartender or the blue collar mechanic, they don't know shit about libertarianism, their status. And we need a guy like me who can relate to them and make them laugh and have fun and drink, drink a beer and talk about Liberty. Right. So that, that, that's what inspired my passion, and this is why I do what I do, is I want to change one heart, one mind at a time. Rock and roll. And one beer at a time. And just before we get to Mark, you mentioned Penn and Teller. Uh, Penn's co-host on Penn Sunday School is here at Porkfest, Matt Donnelly. He's doing a magic show at 5.30, magic Ooh. and uh, comedy, uh, hillbilly something or other. It's, it's a fucking ride I've seen on YouTube, so be done there at 5.30. All of our listening audience. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how close and inside of Johnny's mouth this microphone just was, and now it's similarly towards mine. But, you know, it's no big deal. <laughs> We're very uh, uncouth. I apologize. Uh, I actually got I my start on, with uh, Liberty with uh, this gentleman in the corner here, Howie Snowden, a friend of mine, <laughs> <laughs> who Chris Spangle is uh, feuding with, I believe, over something. It happened in a group somewhere. Chris always know. feuds with libertarians. Imagine yeah, that's that. What we do. <laughs> uh, I'm generally was, uh, disagreeable. <laughs> used to, yeah. When I was in college, when we were all in college, these gentlemen all went to college with me, and uh, at Penn State University, and uh, we would drink into the wee hours of the night. So a lot has changed, as you can see. And uh, this, this is the wee hours of the night for me. I've been up a while. Um, and he used to talk about this guy Ron Paul because when he was, how do you want to come tell part of the story since you're here? 
You were you were a congressional page at one point, right? One thing I Careful. Want to tell. Uh, Ron Paul converted me, but one of the books that really converted me was Harry Brown's How I Found Freedom in Unfree World. That's true. And I bought my my second old copy because Mark gave me How he's so drunk already. Cody, and it got lost. We got a copy here. We're all gonna sign it and we're gonna give it away we tomorrow. Do? Yes, we're gonna oh. we're gonna sign it. We're gonna give it away tomorrow at our uh, Lions Liberty Live podcast. That's not tomorrow. That's in like four hours. Harry Brown, <laughs> he's not with us anymore, but he was an amazing libertarian. Him and Ron Paul, amazing effect on us. So and this I, is how I got started. Him drunkenly ranting like this is is you just saw it live. That's why I brought it up. But he, when he was a congressional page, he met Ron Paul a few times, and he used to tell me about this one congressman he used to meet who. Uh, talk differently than the other ones, and yada, yada, yada. So I ended up looking up this guy's column called Texas Straight Talk, Ron Paul. It's this <gasps> column he's ran for 20 years or so. And uh, what struck me differently about him was that he, would, he was a Republican, but most of the time he spent criticizing Republicans, criticizing foreign policy, criticizing the war on drugs, and that just kind of blew my mind open because that just was not how politics worked before. It was re- Republicans criticized Democrats, Democrats criticize Republicans, and that's what at least started getting me sort of thinking in a different way and realizing you don't have to think along those lines. And, uh, and then 9-11 happened, and then I really started thinking about foreign policy more, and I started to dig deeper on that when I saw our response was to invade this country, Afghanistan, that I had barely heard of, and it started me on down a journey of learning a lot more about what our foreign policy really was, how it might affect things, how blowback might actually be a thing, and then seven or eight years later, after I already had followed Ron Paul for this whole time, he, he ran for president, and I went, well, that's weird. I wonder where this is going to go. So I tuned into presidential debates for the first time maybe in my life, and you know, the rest is kind of history, I guess. A lot of us saw that go down, and he basically blew holes through people's reality, through people's perceptions of what is allowable in political debate, to say things on a Republican stage, like, of course I want to legalize heroin. Are you guys all going to run out and do heroin if we legalize it tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, we are. This is the wrong audience. Okay, this crowd. This crowd is half. Half of you guys are on heroin right How, now. Howie has just informed us that heroin's not that bad. It's all about alcohol or cigarettes. I'm so excited for our podcast. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, but that's what guided me down the path, and that's what I think. Seeing his boldness on a Republican stage, saying things you're not supposed to say, and I, I told myself, well, because before libertarianism was a thing, I kept to myself. I was the only libertarian I knew. And that's what inspired me. You still are. To, and I still am. I, and that's what inspired me to sort of go down that path of being vocal about my beliefs just in my real life, years before I even started the podcast. Eventually, I turned that into the podcast, though. That was kind of my inspiration, though. I wanted to talk to more people about the ideas of liberty and then put that conversation out there and not be shy about my beliefs anymore and be bold and, and you know, talk about shit you're not supposed to talk about. I think the peeling away of, like, societal shame of, like, saying things that are unpopular, I think that's, like, the key... Like, and, and that's been a huge part of it for me, too, is, like, saying things that are unpopular... And that, to me, is the bigger struggle for most libertarians than as much as, like, even, like, trying to keep up and learn all the ideology. It's like, I'm going to say this thing that's unpopular. It might put me in a wilderness, and am I ready for that? And I think for the four of us, like, we do it pretty prominently, and it's not that bad. You get, you get like, to come to Porkfest when you do well, that. Well, one thing you learn when you actually speak boldly all the time, and it takes a while to figure this out, people do actually start to respect you, even if they disagree with you. Because all the people that reach out to me that I didn't even know followed what I did or followed anything I said, 
and they'll say, hey, just so you know, you know, I do actually follow a lot of what you say, and you've actually made me think about things differently. And they're not the ones commenting on Facebook. They're right. only the ones you hear about offline sometimes. And it's high the sc- casual lurker on Facebook. Right. Like the high school <laughs> friends, too. You know, the people that, yeah, no, the high school friends on your Facebook who go, hey, I never saw that point of view. I didn't have friends in high school. <laughs> well, one could debate if you have them now, but. Uh, well, you know, I've got 5,000 of them in New Hampshire. <laughs> No, I want to say that you're you're you guys are right. I mean, it's it's about making a statement, and you can be bold about it and be an asshole. And I, I mean, I think that's how we get our point across. We, I mean, like I know that we love Arvin Vora, one of the most principled libertarians. He's, he was speaking at ten o'clock this morning at the main pavilion, <laughs> but he is. But I, like, hear hear me. I know I know how he loves that fucking guy. But what I want to say is, I, I I respect his principles. I just don't respect how maybe how he messaged that his message, his methods. There's a method behind his madness, right? Is that how it works? Or a madness behind his methods? Mad- I, don't yeah. know. I don't know. But I'm just saying though. But I, we need principled libertarians, and I think that is what keeps this uh, organization or our movement alive. I, I think I agree with you on that one. <laughs> I think you do. But if we don't have principled libertarianism and this is what we're trying to teach is foundational principled libertarianism if you want to take a step back and go "Eh, maybe that's too crazy for me right now you can and you're still cool but as soon as you start wanting this how we what the fuck man (laughs) is he on shrooms i mean i don't know what the hell this dude is doing (laughs) jesus I, I totally agree. We do need personal libertarians, but they need to think, <laughs> they need to think before they speak and put something out for the fucking mass. I'm not. I probably think Arvin's a great dude, but but when you're putting something out as a spokesman, don't disenfranchise fucking everyone. Dude, Howie got just so you yes. yeah, just so you guys know, Howie apparently is having a really good time because he is slurring his words like a son of a bitch. <laughs> that is awesome. The, the amount okay, of show, and it's uh, only what it's wait. Let's see what's happening. It it's twelve thirty, and he's been slurring his words for like two hours. It's joy. <laughs> we're recording a, a drinking podcast in six and a half hours. He's not gonna now. make it. Yeah, bro, it's gonna be fun. Is he on your team? Is Howie on your team, Mark? I want you to know you have to. You, it's, I will win. <laughs> he's gonna. He's going to get his second win here in a little bit. <laughs> you, you don't win by starting before the contest <laughs> begins. Listen, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's right. dead air for our podcast. Yeah. Nobody can hear you, Howie. You don't have a mic. Roger. <laughs> what the? His voice carried, man. Okay. It's Roger, awesome. Roger Paxton, what? People who drink all day win whiskey challenges, <laughs> as per Howie Snowden. Roger Paxton, sir. what is your origin story? None of these lines of Liberty podcast well, canceled. So, you know, she's already heard mine, but I'll do it for the rest of the audience. So, um, you know, I started off as a neocon conservative, mm-hmm. um, Pentecostal preacher, and all this crazy shit. And, uh, you know, I was raised that way by my mother, and I thought mm-hmm. that she was, you know, that she knew everything. So, um, and then when I learned out that she did, when I found out she didn't know everything, a lot changed. Um, I, uh, I actually first heard about Ron Paul in about 96, 1996 or so. And I thought, yeah, he's got some great ideas. He's a little crazy on that war on drugs. And, you know, we got to have borders, right? You know, I thought he was a little nuts. But I kept, wa- you know, kept watching what he was doing. And because I like a contrarian. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you don't uh, say. Right. So it, it was fun to watch him over the years. And then I, I picked up Atlas Shrugged. I had never read it before. And a good friend of mine recommended it. And I uh, named my dog Dagny. And that's why Atlas is my radio handle. Um, and, and that book not only changed the way I looked at 
politics and the way that things are done and the way that interactions between human beings are done. And it also changed the way I looked at religion quite a bit as well. Um, so I really, that started the rabbit hole. And uh, within a year, I was a uh, libertarian. And then uh, I like to say that uh, Murray Rothbard turned me into an anarchist. And uh, here we are. Yeah. So for my part, I grew up, I grew up love poly- politics. And I uh, w- grew up in a very Republican household. And so obviously started Republican. And uh, was pretty influenced by all the Clinton stuff. And I just thought Democrats were the worst thing ever. But I was really just anti-left. And I, did, I wasn't. And that's the thing about a lot of conservatives. Is they're anti-left or a lot of leftists are anti-right and you don't really know what you believe and so i went on to become the president of the college republicans i was very impacted by 9-11 as well uh changed many of my fundamental worldviews in a lot of ways or set off chains that eventually led to a total change in my thinking in terms of religion and politics uh and uh went to work for the college republicans i was the the chair for the local chapter in 2004 during that Bush election. Uh, I almost got impeached because I thought that uh, Bush's immigration policy, opening up immigration was a good thing. And I didn't care if gay people got married and they were like, we can't have you as chair. You're too, you like Liberty too much. Uh, but I wasn't, I, I would say that I was libertarian leaning, but I didn't understand what libertarian meant. I had heard the word because of Neil Bortz uh, because I was a huge talk radio fan and then I went on to uh, volunteer. Instead of working for Mitch Daniels, I worked for a guy named Andy Horning who ran for Congress. And Andy was a libertarian who had switched parties to run for the Republicans. And he really was the first person who kind of explained libertarianism to me. This is one of the reasons that I've always said, like, libertarian campaigns do a lot of good because th- they impress libertarian values on their campaign volunteers, the people that they talk to. And... Went on to uh, kind of start starting to question a lot of stuff. Then I uh, went to work at a local talk radio station, and I basically worked with this independent conservative named Abdul Hakim Shabazz. And every time I would say anything I had heard on Rush Limbaugh that day, he would completely dismiss it and tell me why I was an idiot and why I was wrong. And so by the end of that four years, I was just really like, I don't believe anything. I don't know what I believe. I don't have any, like, you're just kind of left without a party. You're left without an ideology. And you're just kind of in that weird mix of, I have these things that I think I believe, but I don't really have any facts to support any of them. Uh, And then I... uh, so I, I was working as a reporter, and I started talking to some libertarians and started reading up on it. And the, the one hang-up I had was on foreign policy uh, because, again, the 9-11 thing. And seeing Ron Paul in the 2008 debates really made me go, oh, okay, I see what the libertarian point of view is on this in a clear way. And went to work for the Libertarian Party, and that's that's kind of all she wrote because once you kind of get in on that train heading in that direction you end up uh, years later a decade later looking back at yourself and i listened to some of those old shows that i was on 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 wxnt and go that person was an idiot (laughs) you know and part of the reason that i started the podcast was a i've always wanted to have my own talk show but b teaching libertarianism teaching libertarian thought on modern current events really teaches you uh, teaching is a great way to learn because when you're learning how to what you're going to say like i feel a lot of pressure when i open the mic like i i feel a lot of pressure to 
say things that are truth, uh, th- things that are... Um, the doctor says that to you, too. You're going to feel a little bit of pressure. Right, yeah. Well, I think there's... Uh, I think there's a lot of responsibility, and so I always try to show my work too, you know, because I could, I could be wrong, Roger. You could be, yeah, yeah. But just to be clear, there's a reason why I started the Lava Flow podcast in the last couple of minutes is why. <laughs> oh wow! I don't understand. Okay. What, what was all the giggling about as I was trying to? Oh, we were talking about the vape pen. Oh, okay. I, I, I got gotcha. you. I was giggling at Johnny's giggling. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to work the vape pen, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> vape pen hard. Me this not. is what you're going to smoke. Well, it's got holes on both ends. I've, I've never seen one with holes on both ends. Yeah. <laughs> so do we have any I more I thought you questions? had kids. <laughs> <laughs> Two. All right, boys. Okay, we got another question. All right, Let's come on up. What's your name and where are you from? I'm Joe Roberts from the seacoast of New Hampshire. Yes. Yes, Joe Roberts. Good That's um, speaking, uh, I live in the seacoast as well. Yeah, it's a good area. <laughs> Uh, let's bring it back to Porkfest. What is your favorite thing so far at Porkfest, or what are you looking forward to? We know Johnny likes the open bar. Mark's <laughs> loving the yoga. I got an answer. <laughs> Will Coley's chicken shawarma. Yes. Ooh, I heard yes. that was Seriously, amazing. Check the shit out. Cultural Appropriation <laughs> Grill. I should get like a commission. I, I, yeah, it's an awesome name. He makes amazing food. My, my favorite thing Will so Coley already opened it up, so license it from him. My favorite thing so far has been making fun of Roger to his face. Amen to that. <laughs> Look, Chris and I have a lot of respect for each other, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no. We have fun with it. No, it's meeting these guys and talking to these guys have, have been Well, the that's best the great part, thing. Chris and I have known each other longer than you know, any of these other guys. We met, was 2011. Yeah. And uh, fucking chop liver. Thanks. Right, fuck, the, fuck these two. My, so Chris and I go way back. My least favorite thing is Brett Bittner's here now. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> boo, Brett Bittner. <laughs> So, uh, what was your what's what is the most thing you're the thing you're most looking forward to for Porkfest? Um, seeing if how seeing if Howie Snowden survives. I'm sorry, I can't hear you over Johnny. I know. Again, I'm handing Chris Bangle a brownie, and it's gonna be a brownie. He thinks, and it's gonna be more than a brownie. You're not supposed to tell people when you violate their nap. You're just supposed to do it. (laughs) That's what's gonna make it better. Roger is not gonna gonna get away with. I thought the one violating their nap would be Chris this week, not you. Yeah, how dare you? He's gonna wake up with like grass stains on his knees and shit. So back to the question, since Johnny, I'm trying to work that out in my head and how that. Uh, the thing I'm most looking forward to literally is will Howie Snowden survive? I don't, I, I'm not sure because he's pretty toasty That's what I'm as is. To also. No, uh, I'm, I'm excited he's to my see. Roommate also, so I'm a little worried. Yeah, I'm everything. excited to see Brett and Morgan. They moved out to Boston, and I haven't seen them in a few months. I'm I'm excited to meet Johnny and, and Mark and just spend more time with you guys and uh, and then meeting new people like Joe, new podcaster. Uh, do you have have you started your podcast yet? Not yet. Should be out by the end of the year. Um, making moves, getting things together. Is that what it's called? Uh, yes, it's <laughs> called making moves. Com. Making moves, getting things together. Com. Look it up, everybody. So yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about people. I I just enjoy meeting and hanging out. Well, and you know, Jess and I have been coming for years, and I we almost never go to the talks and those kind of things because that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to see my libertarian family and, and make a, a bigger family and meet new people every year. That's what it's about for me. So it's about the connection. Making a bigger family is that what happens in the tenant night, Roger? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great about Porkfest? There was a rave thrown by teenagers last night. Yes, there that's was. what's great about yes. Porkfest. Once. Yes. It was I bought ecstasy from them. Just kidding. It was, <laughs> but I tried. That's not a joke. <laughs> I'm not surprised. 
Uh, yeah, out. yeah. I was I was trying to dance last night. Yes, he was. <laughs> while he was grabbing my ass, <laughs> full on. And ass. no, no, my girlfriend's. She's sitting there like, okay, we're going. <laughs> You're not doing this again. Uh, no, I'm not hip anymore. Apparently, I figured that shit out really quick. But uh, what I look forward to Porkfest is actually um, the back massage booth on. Uh, I, I don't know where that is, but it's in. Uh, Agora, the cultural agora, agora valley, right across the street. But no, I'm looking forward to that. That is awesome because she doesn't have a license. Yeah, she might. She might break your back, Johnny. Be very careful. That, that she is, could break she your might, back. Right Literally, the, my back. the most libertarian thing said on this podcast is, "I think she's going to do great because she doesn't have a license." <laughs> <laughs> That's our mentality is like totally different. Yeah, for sure. Because she can. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she's great. So, any other questions from the audience? Anything? Yeah, uh, come on up. Okay, we got another Joe. one coming up. All right, be Thanks. sure to state your name and where you're from, and who you give money to. <laughs> I know uh, Tyler Colford from Southern Vermont, and uh, what's your? It's kind of a selfish uh, plug right now, but what's your favorite music genre? And uh, this guy, do you dig uh, hip hop or uh, metalcore? Hmm. I, it used to be classic rock, but when Tyler started giving us $25 a month and t- on Patreon, it became hip-hop. Metalcore. And, uh, and what, what was it you said? <laughs> yeah, now it's that. I'm easily uh, bought out. John, well, I, I bet we could figure out what Johnny's favorite music genre is. Uh, classical. Yeah, uh, of course. Of course it is. Right. Very much, uh, very much a, a Chopin guy. Yeah. Love Chopin. <laughs> love Mozart. And actually... Um, Believe it or not, actually, it's jazz for me. I listen to nice. jazz all the time, and uh, I like—I I do like rock and roll. But there's a very there's a very weird, crazy mix in my house. Yeah. Uh, if she she comes over, I play jazz. When she's not there, I play fucking rockabilly, psychobilly. Nice. My my girlfriend Jennifer Janston, without a T. Um, uh, like people, there's going to be stalkers want, now. Be just in careful. case you want to Venmo her. So I just, yeah, she got a plug now. Oh, but when I'm, no, they can't see. But there's going to be a video on YouTube, and I know <laughs> it. It's going to be fucking incriminating. Fuck, fuck you if you're recording. But that's cool. I love you. Uh, no, but uh, I, I, rockabilly, rock and roll, old school rock and roll. I think that's where the foundations of what we have now. So your metalcore and the classical music wouldn't have existed without fucking rock. Oh and roll. yeah, no doubt. And that's what it's about, man. It, it, but rock and roll is great. You know why? Because it makes you fucking like say fuck the world. That's what makes that's the mentality we gotta have Definitely. to change it. Definitely. And they were the first fucking rebels, man. And those guys broke every rule. And those that is why I love those guys. <laughs> the rock and rollers, man. Um so America. I mean I asked this because I also go by Crypto Man in a rap group, Jinx Inc. Uh I gave a CD to Mark and, and me and Johnny Rocket. And these are for you guys. Oh, thank that you. Is Appreciate fantastic, it. Yeah. Dude. Okay, so Mark Claire just this threw is me under the bus. Thank you. Uh I've never heard of Metalcore. I do like hip hop though. Uh I enjoy Coldplay. Uh, that's my favorite. <laughs> As we've been over, I I, I like nice callback. <laughs> I work at a classic rock station, and so classic rock and ends up. It just I spend most of my day with it, so you really start falling for it, and then how great it is. Uh, I love jazz too. I love seventies, fifties, and sixties soul. Uh, even a little seventies soul is is really great. Uh, and the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles are my all time favorite band. Well, we were talking that one night. We liked Nickelback. 
We were really yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. Look at really this cool. photograph. Oh, I'm Jesus. Choke, I'm, I'm on the wrong fuck fucking no, I'm, no. I'm at the wrong table. <laughs> so my musical tastes are anything from, you know, Adele to Tool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm wide variety as well. But uh, speaking of music, if you haven't gotten Backwards album, uh, Veracity, Jesus. Fuck. Dude, I'm going to plug it. Are you serious? No, I'm Oh, oh, dude. I mean, Eric July and his group just fucking killed it on that album. And they are going to be here tonight at 8 o'clock, putting on a hell of a show, if it, or no, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, uh, unless it rains, because uh, now it looks like it might rain during that. So. I, uh, I'm sad. I wish that uh, but, Mark would be able to remember that concert, but he won't. Uh, other questions? I'll remember tomorrow. It's tonight that's going to be trouble. <laughs> One of my volunteers just walked in. I thought there was a fucking emergency. I was about to freak out. We ha- we've had an interesting few days at Pork Atlas. Fest. We need Atlas. I, <laughs> I keep thinking he's Judd Weiss. Like he, oh, he kind of does have that look a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's it. He's it's the like poor Judd Weiss when he lets it all go. <laughs> he's the poor man's Judd Weiss. <laughs> I have hair, by the way, for the record. I mean, uh, uh, came across bad. God damn it. Yeah. Any uh, any other questions? Come on, don't be shy. Yeah, let's end it before Harry comes up with a question. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Before Hurry the fuck up. All right. Are you I guys? Know Johnny, Johnny, Matt. Johnny John, needs a cigarette. I need a. Fuck <laughs> the question is, can we get our sign off right live? Yes. I, I've been podcasting for no. three hours. I'm tired and hungry. So let's start wrapping this up before I get cranky. Liberty. Fuck, fuck yeah! yeah! Oh my we did god, it. we got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Oh, That's fun. Geez.